Jeez, Curtis, have you been running from zombies or something? I haven't heard panning like that since a beautiful weekend I spent with a shop teacher back in 1998. No, I ate a donut. And boy, are my arms tired. You know, if you were a little more active, you wouldn't be such a wobbling snack for the undead. I am not a snack for the undead. No, no, you're not. You are a smorgasbord. (laughs) You'll never survive the zombie apocalypse, Curtis. Dustin, there is not anything resembling a zombie apocalypse. You don't know, Tim. All right, all right, all right. Oh, Tim, Dustin is right. We could all use a tone up. Maybe some training in throwing knives hard enough to penetrate a brain pan. That is impossible, Curtis. You don't know! Okay, fine, yes, okay. (laughs) No, Dustin, Curtis is right. I think we would all be in a lot of trouble if we were being chased very quickly by the running dead or ambled after super slowly, like on The Walking Dead. But exercise is so boring and expensive. There's got to be a better way. Well... As it happens. Do tell us more about this amazing opportunity you're about to tell us about, Tim. Yes, Tim. Don't make us torture you for this information in an abandoned building. I have just the building in mind. Look, all you have to do is go to OutbreakChallenge.com and look at the stuff they have there. OutbreakChallenge.com? Tell us more about this Outbreak Challenge. Is it a cellular phone application? Of course, it's a cellular phone application. God, you're good looking when you ask stupid questions. It pairs with all your devices, even the ones that you wear on your wrist to make everyone think you pay attention to your health. So you you stab things in the temple and you get abs. I see what you mean, Dustin. (laughs) So you're saying all I have to do is go to OutbreakChallenge.com to find out more information on how I can finally make my exercise program, which I don't currently have, less of a tedious and futile purposeless activity to even consider starting. That's right. You can go to OutbreakChallenge.com, put in our code ZOMBIERUN, that's Zombie run put together as one word and save 15% off your race. There's a whole bunch of different races with various goals, and when you complete one, you get an actual medal. A, a fucking medal? That's right. You know what I'm gonna do, Dustin? What's that, Curtis? Finish your donut? <laughs> yep. Then I'm going to outbreakchallenge.com and get my zombie fuck on. Get that zombie fuck, Curtis. Do it, you jerks. Dumb jerks with stupid and dumb jerks. You know, Dustin, I'm I'm not sure that's the best marketing approach. You quiet, you Tim! Go to outbreakchallenge.com and enter in code zombie run and save 15% off your race. Outbreakchallenge.com, code zombie run, and save 15% off. Fear the zombie uprising. Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now.
Well, they have. They don't know what they're making. They are pulling it out of their ass as they go, and it That's stinks. My- that it stinks of it. It stinks of it. Because folks, ever is... written something and pulled it out of your ass? This is exactly the kind of shit you write. Hi, folks, and welcome to Zompocalypse Now. <laughs> we are returned, and we are returned with two episodes. Both. You remember? You remember when when The Walking Dead would end and be like, "Oh, we have a couple of, we have a month, we have a month, we can go back and we can watch something we actually like." And- uh no, Dustin. Remember when we had like months? Yes, <laughs> many months. Yeah. Now it goes right right into it. I'm telling you, I mean, I'm not making news here. I think we should retire this theme. And and do a whole new show. That would be nice about about Wheel of Time on Prime, which is garbage. By the way, God, have, that shit's boring. Haven't watched it yet. I had an old friend of mine from uh, high school ask me if I had watched the new Foundation Wheel of Time. <laughs> <laughs> He'd asked me if I watched uh, the Foundation series and if I'd started watching Wheel of Time. And I was like, no, not yet. And the reason is, is that he and I are both big science fiction and fantasy fans. And so we actually talked about these series back when these things, when when Wheel of Time was new. Um, yes, folks, I'm that old. And of course... Um, Nobody knows anything about Robert Jordan, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was nineties. Was that was kind of his time? Was up? But uh, of course, and of course, Foundation is Isaac Asimov's. You know, the book's been around for a long time. So yeah, they'll know the name. Watched, but they will not have read any of it. I have not watched either of these series yet because I was basically just too many things going on, and uh, I'm going to sit down and binge Foundation. But I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not super excited about Wheel of Time, but. Anyway, we should. We, you know, I'm just saying, maybe we should think about that. Maybe after Walking Dead is over, we can go back and and revisit. But aren't you guys? Haven't you about had fucking enough punishment from these goddamn spinoff shows? Well, so here's the problem, Curtis. On one hand, if we do, if we completely walk away from the Walking Dead universe, then torturing Dustin with the walking dead universe is something i don't get to do anymore and two i think i've mentioned before there's a fair amount of self-abuse going on uh with this uh podcast and uh you know if i wasn't abusing myself by putting myself through this now wait i know that term is in in a different context you mean it literally I'm saying that well, I'm not going to kink shame you, Curtis. If, if Walking Dead works, it does it for you, then that's fine. But I'm personally, it's it's all about, you know, low self-esteem in my part. But- yeah, as, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a masochist. Like, I like to watch something bad and then talk about it a little bit. Well, I do, too. Um, I do, too. But um, there is so much. I Look, I'm, just, I'm planting a seed, you know. We've got to do know, what, Curtis, We've got to do what we got to do no matter what. Curtis. There's only World Beyond was a limited was proposed as a limited series. You would have thought that mean that that, that would mean they had a whole story thought out, but apparently that is not the case. They fucking uh, lied about it. And it's so this next thirteen episodes of that show are going to be end of it. 
the flagship Walking Dead show is going away. It only has 75 more episodes <laughs> before it ends. 16. And 16 then, more episodes. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's It doesn't matter. It's going to be 16 episodes parsed over the next 25 years of our lives. <laughs> and then... God, then I'm, I'm going to have to... In, before this is over, I, we're going to have to like take like a commercial break because we'll have sponsors by then and we'll have to take a commercial break so i can change my depends i'm gonna say our sponsors will our sponsors will be depends and geritol <laughs> we'll co- have come back around to being a video show again <laughs> you know there are some of those dumb like i don't know like their podcasts except they uh they videotape it too. Like instead of just recording the audio, you can record the, the Zoom meeting video and then we can put that on the YouTubes and everyone can see how completely unattractive we are. How we have have we have faces for radio? How we have faces for radio. Yeah, I might wear pants for something like that. Oh, don't go crazy. <laughs> Victor is living his best life. Uh, with what I thought was going to be his lover, but it looks like might just be his butler, Tim Harvey. <laughs> I forgot. We decided that dude look reminded us of Tim Harvey. He we did. reminds me even less of me in this episode uh, because I don't believe I'm quite that toadying. Mm. Our uh, our episode starts not with Victor Strand, though. Right. So okay, so, like I said, we watched two episodes tonight, folks. We watched Fear the Walking Dead, the first season of the new season of Fear the Walking Dead, and the first season, the first episode of the new season for Walking Dead World Beyond. Compare and contrast. <laughs> or disregard and hate <laughs> on. <laughs> so the, 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 the Fear the Walking Dead starts with little Timmy. Who the hell is this dude? Nobody. Nobody. He doesn't matter in any way. The name's Will. That's all. He's little Timmy, and he's dead by the end of the episode. Spoiler alert for no one who mattered. Wait, did he die? Oh, yeah. 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 See, that's that's how memorable the character was, is that Curtis couldn't actually remember, even though he watched him get thrown off a building. Yeah, I, I zoned out, and I missed the very last denouement of the thing. And then I saw him kind of wake up as a zombie, and I go, what? Victor must have thrown him off the roof. Spoiler. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but, fi- you know, fi- it spoils itself, so fuck you guys. You can get yeah, spoiled. With either, listen, either... When it starts off with a new character, either he's going to be around for episodes and episodes and episodes, or he's going to be dead by the end of the episode. It's just the way these shows work. Yep. And we spend a lot of time with Will. Uh, and I spent the whole goddamn show thinking that I should know who he is while I didn't. Well, spending as much time as we do with him really raises a very important question this show is going to not really answer, I think, which is, why the hell is anyone still there? (laughs) See, Texas is not actually an enclosed space. You can leave it. You can can pick a direction and you you can walk. 
And he's been there for six weeks. I'm pretty sure that if you walk, started walking away from the site of the nuclear explosions for six weeks, you might be somewhere where there's slightly less radioactive everything. Especially, and- especially considering that apparently Strand's little compound is still within like view distance of it. Because they went up to the roof and were like, hey, look, there it is. The wind blew it that way. And they were like, oh, okay. And he's fine. Like, they're fine there. They're standing around. They're growing tomatoes. Yeah. So, uh, no. No, that'd be no. Right. Because the wind... Okay, so folks, a little bit of meteorology news for you. I'm not sure if you're aware, but the wind does not always blow in one direction. It has been known to change direction randomly. It's called weather, and this is not how it works. <laughs> look, look, I live out in the, I live out in nowhere land, you know, and pretty much the wind blows in the same direction. Pretty much, it, when it blows out of the north, it's cold as shit, but most of the time it's blowing south, south to north, really, and hard at that. Because uh, and there's going to be a heavy, heavy wind situation. It is possible, plausible, and, you know, plausible. It, if it's if it's blowing toward if it's if they're anywhere and they're such an amorphous like like they went to the coast because this the thing was on Galveston Island so Strand was not far away from the coast and if they're not far away from the coast it's a good chance that it's a nice uh, easterly off of the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, wind that always blows in a kind of northeasterly direction, uh, unless there's a big meteorological thing happening. So it's absolutely possible that that the the wind would be blowing in one direction for enough time for people. But here's the thing: it would have been for for enough for enough time for people to have noticed. Hey, the wind is blowing out of the east let's head east and there would be a lot more people in strand's building than there are well but again we have no idea how many people are in strand's building because the walking dead shows don't know how to do numbers right there's enough to where there's some ladies who could do yoga in a hallway but that doesn't mean anything we're getting ahead of ourselves because we so far ahead of ourselves little timmy Little Timmy's wandering around the wastelands, and he's tr- he's trying to find something, and it doesn't matter. Maybe he's trying to find something. We don't know. He's wandering around the wastelands, and he every once in a while notice a naked zombie walking around, and he'll be like, "That's really weird." Uh, and then one day he decides he's going to eat an opossum, and he cries about it. And about that time, Strand's people pick him up and take him back to Strand. There's a great you know, intake scene where he's like deloused and scrubbed and then the other they bring him up to Strand's penthouse like, you know, we found you another twink boss. <laughs> hey, what was that? What was that like, movie? Him was bring him to my tent. <laughs> what was that movie that Cher was in where uh uh she was like at a worked at a nuclear plant? Silkwood. Silkwood. They went completely silkwood on that dude when they got him back to their little their little castle. 
Oh God, fucking yoga. And yeah. And so they bring him in and they sit him down and they give him some food. Strand introduces himself. He's still a cunt. He looks fabulous though. Like, like I love how I love how Coleman Domingo was like, I'm gonna go off and do a movie. And it turned out to be fucking fucking Candyman. Uh, one of the best horror films of the last 10 years ever. Heard it was and, good. Oh, so good. If you haven't seen it, Curtis. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's good. Um, and, and then comes back to the set like, I wonder what kind of story is you're going to be writing for me now? Well, it's one with, it's one with a nifty vintage jacket and a <laughs> nifty little hat. And a big sword, and he's and there. an umbrella. He is. He he is like. <laughs> he looks like he's in the um, ROTC. Oh, he's so gay and so like the this year's despots wearing a a leather hat from McDonald's. Now give me my sword. <laughs> so, he is just so little tin pot tyrant. It's beautiful. Really, it's really really great. I loved it a lot. So uh Lil Timmy and and uh Strand like share barbs for a little bit, like you know, who are you? Why are you here? I'm just Lil Timmy, I'm wandering around the wastelands. Why? For plot reasons. Yeah. And, you know, and so it seems like Strand wants him to stay, but then he's like, No, Timmy, you have to go. And and Timmy's like, Well, here's the here's this 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 necklace. That somebody gave me. Oh, it was Alicia, and she gave it to me because she gave you gave it to her, and now we're looking for each other. Okay, you skipped over the part where he says, "I found it on a dead person," and Stan is like, "Take me to this dead person," and and he's like, "Oh, I don't know if I can find this dead person because you know it was one of those zombie types," and he's like, "Can you take me to them?" And he's like, "Well, fine, I suppose. I guess I could take you to him." And they all ride out on horses. I'm kind of curious where the horses came from in this nuclear. They're in fucking Texas. Uh, yeah, but they're also they're... in a city. And they're, they're, they're special, special nuclear horses, Tim. I guess. No attempt to shield the horses from any kind of radiation <laughs> sickness, by the way. Oh, oh God. What are they going to do? Wrap them in tinfoil? <laughs> oh. I'm Pardon still trying to figure out where, where Will got all of his specialized gear, considering that he was, you know, thrown out. We, we learned that he was thrown out by Alicia and she just completely equipped him with all this stuff. Possibly. Alicia's Possibly. a nicey. Alicia's a good person. There's a good chance she would have been like, I'm going to give you all Fair the things enough. you need to survive. And also, if you see Strand, here's his necklace. Tell him to come find me. Right. So his story about getting kicked out and betraying them or whatever it is that he did would still remains very nebulous. Um, doesn't that really was, make a lot of sense. Yes. That was honestly the only time when I was thinking like, uh-oh, little Timmy's going to be somebody. When he was like, I did a thing. She asked me to do a thing and I wouldn't do it because she would have been gotten hurting. And uh, and then, you know, I was like, oh, maybe they're, they're writing a backstory for him. No, they're just getting ready to push him off of off, uh, something high, high up. 
And for a little bit while they were looking, I was afraid that they were going to come back and find Walker, Alicia somewhere. But I don't know. I don't know what she's been doing. Like she hasn't been on the show in a long time. Well, she's, she's was stuck in the bunker with our bad guys, people. Mm-hmm. So okay, everybody's fine there. I guess. yeah, and she apparently won them over. Uh, Sh- sure, okay, that makes sense. That she won over the cultists who were dedicated to dying. Well, I mean, once you once you once you're already in, <laughs> like. You know, I've, I'm now, I've been brainwashed to be able to be susceptible to cults. Excellent. I'm your new leader. Awesome. Maybe. I'm happy that about could, it. That could, that could be it. But we have this whole backstory for Will where he was a senator's aide and we get all this little, you know, and in the writer's room that day, they were like, how can we make this guy the most boring character? What, what kind of background can we give him to make him completely uninteresting? Right. Well, senator's I, aide, of course. Well, though, when they're talking about this back at Strand's apartment building of luxury, um, his yoga, his little toady is like Tim Harvey. You mean Tim Harvey? No, (laughs) his little toady is like, oh, who's a Democrat. But what I think they're trying to do is it's really pretty clear during that whole bit that it's like is this guy still around is he a potential threat to me he's part of an old government you know it's it's strand kind of feeling out is there competition and which makes sense for strand and it's like too bad so sad fuck off right where's my sword but then they go out on this quest to find the place that the magic necklace came from and Strand brings along some of his guys who are promptly eaten by zombies and murdered by these nebulous the, figures that are out there. Yeah, the, there's apparently this group of guys who, who thinks that soup's funny to, like, take the clothes off of walkers. So they're, like, running around. Like, it's, it's probably Johnny Knoxville and his buddies. Today <laughs> on Jackass, we're going to be taking the clothes off of walkers. God, walking again. dead. Again. Walking dead jackass. Mm-hmm. They're probably I might stick the, around for that. They're probably using the clothes for you know to try and somehow shield themselves from radiation instead of again just leaving the area. Do not stay where the radioactive toxic wasteland is. Uh, Tim, when as soon as they started talking about a nuclear threat, I was like, this show's about to get so stupid. It's about to, don't you remember we have a whole like last 30 episodes of the podcast last last season where it's like this is about to get real dumb. Next season's yeah. gonna be real dumb, doing real dumb bullshit. Yeah, yeah, they're they're doing it. Well, so uh so little Timmy takes him to a lighthouse for some reason. And so that they can light the lighthouse. No, no, no. I don't so, remember. So Will gets shot or hurt. I think he gets shot. Yeah, winged. He got winged. And Strand is like, yo, ha ha. I'm uh-huh. leaving because I'm the villain. 
Because that's I'm the villain. And he leaves and he goes, he finds himself at the lighthouse. And then in order to draw attention to himself, he goes up to the top of the lighthouse, which is visible for miles, and brings a lantern, which would be visible for miles, drawing attention, you know, just basically poor, poor tradecraft here. And then here's a noise outside, I guess. And like an idiot walks outside and stands there in the door, looking into the swirling fog instead of shutting the damn door and going back up. Cause of course, walkers don't do. Why is nobody, well. why is nobody shutting car doors or barn doors or anything? Nobody's shutting doors. No, no, that's, that's the thing. The show doesn't like, like it's, you're supposed to shorthand in your brain that the door got shut uh, because it's a zombie show and that's what you're supposed to do in zombie shows is shut the door. Well, we've but, all uh, had, we've all had a couple of years of general isolation and we're all insane now. So now we're looking at stuff like that. So they need to fucking shut the doors. I'm sorry. These both look, look, I enjoy spending time with my buddies. But these episodes made me so mad tonight. So not that I was, Curtis. I was happy to be here, super happy to be here. But, uh, you know, Tim, you torturing, you're like, Tim is the embodiment of the Bush Jr. administration with his torture stuff. I just got waterboarded Folks, by two fucking zombie see, shows. You should see the look on Tim Harvey's oh. face. In fact, if you go and watch this episode of Fear the Walk. Dead, you might actually see it because he's in in the show. He plays plays. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Look, the Tony um, looks even less like me in this episode. The the Strand's whole, I don't know, is supercharged ego at this point is is fucking nonsense. It's not entertaining, and I don't think he's the actor to pull that shit off. See, I, I had the reverse feeling. Um, oh, so in short version, he lies to he lies to Will. He gets the information that that uh, Alicia is out there and that Will is somehow trying to bring Strand back to prove that he still has some goodness inside. It, it's a dumb quest. It's a dumb right. quest to try and, and he's, yeah, and he's trying to get like like Will is in love with Alicia which is like the dumbest thing because they've spent several seasons establishing that the only guys that get Alicia's goat are really arty black dudes. So just like learn your own story, guys. Well, <laughs> the thing is, is that he's, he's a character who we're introduced to and then he's tossed off a building because of course Strand says, you know, I'm just tossing you off a building. And you thought, are we supposed to know into the good side, the good side, but I'm evil. I'm strand and I'm fabulous. And I'm going to, I, I, the whole time I'm like, they're going to push. Check out my, check out my civil war. I I had no doubt, except for when strand walked away. I was like, Oh no, he's going to shoot him off the building. I had no doubt that will was going off the side of that building at the end of this episode. Once we had, okay, so Strand starts doing the whole, I'm thinking about what you're saying. I care about Alicia too. He's doing all of these things that it's like, okay, if we had not actually just watched an episode where Strand was like, I'm cackling evil. The end of the world is my chance. Um, oh, the end, the end of the world again. 
is my chance. And if we had not just seen that, if we'd had like episodes or we saw Strand waffling, maybe those scenes would have been remotely believable. But it's so obvious that Strand is just lying to this guy and he's manipulating. And Strand, if you don't know who Victor Strand is, you might buy these scenes. But if you've been watching him since the beginning of this show, then you know that there's no way in hell that Strand is like, huh, you have a point. Let me consider your, your, your thesis, sir. I agree with it. Yes, let's go find Alicia and be friends again. No, no. Who's Alicia? Alicia and Strand are the only, basically the only two characters left of the original Fear the Walking Dead. Alicia was Morgan's daughter. Not no. Morgan, Madison's daughter. Oh, right, and, right, right. And she started off as like a mealy-mouthed teenager, but became by the end, by like the most badass character on the show. She got kidnapped by the cult and they locked her up and we haven't actually seen her on the show in like many, episodes. many episodes. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So anyway, yeah, dude gets pushed off the roof at the end. So and all, honestly, all kinds of conversations with Strand and stuff. Talking, talking, talking. The talking, we, walking dead. We had discussed that it might be interesting if they let Strand go full supervillain. Like what that might, if that would be interesting to see and what that might be. Look, look with like. a costume and everything. He's getting and, there. And they're doing it like yes he's dressed up like 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 eartha kitt's grandson <laughs> and i just you know oh i love it i do I he's like he's it. wearing a, he's wearing like a wool suit like you get in the civil war army you know mm-hmm. he's <laughs> wearing one of those doing all right uh okay uh what did you think of the episode boys so everything with Strand just chewing up all the scenery and being Victor Strand was fun to watch. The episode was really yeah. dumb. The episode was really dumb. I can, okay, I'll go with I you. agree. I agree with that. I feel like if we were just, if it was just, you know, for just Strand being crazy and like going full supervillain, I enjoyed that. Uh, uh, everything else was pretty stupid. Like, I don't know what, like, what are we supposed to think of these people taking clothes off walkers? Like, that's, why do I even, are we really going to try and make Yeah, that's a new thing that, that I don't like, want. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really convinced it's, it's, they're stealing them to basically be like, you know, padding or some way of, you know, having more shielding from oh. the, the world. But the thing is, building an airship. You know, you know that it's going to be dumber than that. And it's, and yeah, they're building just, an airship, and it's going to be called the USS Steve Gutenberg. I would be perfectly <laughs> on board with them building an airship because at least that would be interesting. Um, the problem is, is that we, we this this whole post-apocalyptic wasteland nonsense is just so. It's like leave the area it's full of radioactive bad things yes radioactive zombies <laughs> oh, well i guess it never occurred to me this? To, i don't know go north well i mean it's just i mean uh, oklahoma sucks too we could live there i'm just i it's just dumb i mean it's just dumb it is dumb 
I mean, but Strand is just all kinds of, you know, evil goodness in this episode. He's just, Coleman Domingo is fun to watch. He's always been fun to watch. And his him going full petty tyrant is fun to watch. From day one, he was a maniacal turd. And he hasn't changed at all. He's just gotten a costume now. And I'm cool with it. I'm cool with that. I, I'm right. with you there. I'm cool with that. But this show is dumb. The show the, is dumb. Every, pre- every premise, dumb. every premise that they throw at me is is I don't know. I'm I'm. It's hard for me to receive it. Well, there's this thing called the idiot ball. Well, basically, it's a thing that you know when when you can have characters behaving in really stupid manners, they're carrying the idiot ball. Um, or they've been tossed the idiot ball. And this show <laughs> is a whole lot of, of characters carrying around idiot balls. And there's a whole, what, I guess what bothers me the most about this show right now is that what hurts the most <laughs> being so close is just this idea that we should, the viewers should be okay with this. <laughs> That the, that the viewer shouldn't be sitting at home going, leave, leave the radioactive wasteland. <laughs> or not even considering it at all, not even thinking about the fact that, like, there's no, like, you know, why not go, go away from this area? I've got everything I need right here. So if it's been like six weeks or whatever since this thing happened, which is, I guess, how long it's been, um, why aren't some of these people like Will out in the wasteland like, I don't know, dying faster than this because he's been exposed? Because his ways of like radiation is not stopped by anything that we see him do this episode. I mean, it's that's that's the thing my my understanding of radiation is um if you're around it it's in you you know it's not lead shielded or anything here i mean you're wearing a gas mask i you know you get the dirty shit from getting into your lungs but they got filters for radiation i mean do they i mean he he's well, I guess there's like there's certain filters that you can get that's supposed to reduce it, but of course he's eating the radioactive rodent. Well, he 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 cries about what he's become, you know, he, and he's going to let a zombie eat him, but yeah. that's when he gets taken. Well, but he's lived in this world for a decade. This is the first time he's eaten rodent, radioactive rodent. Well. Like a three-day-old rodent, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the radiation keeps it like 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 refrigeration, right? right? I was thinking. I wonder if that's been. Co- I, I wonder if it's like just cooked. So it's microwaved now. <laughs> uh, anyway, all anyway. right, we have to move on. There's no more time. There's no more time, Tim. All right, fine. No time. Move on. No time. This will be a breeze. This one. Um. Stink the Walking Dead or Walking Dead world. I don't give a shit about. Um, okay, so okay, so let's do let's do it in like we you know story by story. So so uh, Pinky Tuscadero and her mom are trying to convince uh, little troublemaker Hope 
that she needs to come with them. But here's the thing. Okay, before we get to that, it shows that mom blew up the walls and let a huge walker herd, she calls a column, into Omaha. Mm -hmm. Why for she do that? Ain't nobody know. Because they're being very murdery, and we don't know why they're being so murdery. They have a plan, so they say... But it's, it sounds to me like she is doing this thing without the approval of the higher-ups in the other city. Oh, I, no, I think she's, well, she's getting orders from above her. She mentions she got orders from a general. But I didn't hate this episode. But this episode really highlighted one of the real problems of the first season, which is not a whole lot actually happened in the first season Mm -hmm. we had 10 episodes of annoying kids wandering around we have the first episode where things happen we have the last episode where things happen and a whole lot of filler in the middle this episode a lot happened fucking stories about how their lives have problems yeah but this episode has got a lot going on but at the same time a lot of this episode should have been moved to the first season because yeah. we're, we are the first episode of a second season, and there's a whole bunch of information that would have been a lot more, made a lot more sense story beat wise in the previous season. Uh, just They're making their shit up as they go. And they have to flashback to shit that they had to shoot brand new because just so they could make the story they've got for this season make sense. It's bullshit. We're being hoodwinked. <laughs> well, yes, there's that too. Strung along, like fucking dropping little breadcrumbs in front of us, and we just trucking along like a little chipmunk eating up little. Oh, that's a good little piece of breadcrumb. I wonder what's no, next. No, 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 oh. no. What's worse about the what's worse, Curtis, is they're not dropping breadcrumbs and us going, "Ooh, they're delicious." They're dropping little like Alka Seltzers, and we're picking <laughs> it up and going, "Is this supposed to go in my mouth?" Just, here's just a, by itself? Here's, yeah, here's a bottle of uh, Pepto-Bismol for you. Uh, and so by the end of the season, we're just going to be full. Our, our bodies and, and mouths are just going to be full of foam. And we're going to be like, oh, I did it. Here's I a ate Mc- all and I followed you here. Here's a McRib, but it's encased in Lucite. <laughs> <laughs> so our villains are killing off the other settlements around them for reasons of some kind now we have spent a fair amount of time with julia ormond's evil leader here and all things considered the last season i think we spent a decent amount of time with her showing up as a guest villain and a good chunk of the episode she's in um and i don't understand their plan at all well first uh underpants then profit. <laughs> <laughs> then right. a miracle happens. Because I mean, there's you know, there's like let's in a world where we already have a whole lot of dead people wandering about being you know bad for bad for business. Let's make more. I'm not. I'm not sure of the logic here. It it doesn't matter. So so she kills all the people at the colonies. And then she goes to her daughter and is like, oopsie, sorry, Pinky. 
Uh, but, you know, uh, the Omaha is a bust. And so we're headed up to Portland. But first, we're going to let Hope wander around New York for a little while. <laughs> so so Hope wanders He's off. in Albany, right? Right, yeah, it's Albany. So, so they, she's like, I'm going to find my sister. And she leaves and immediately attacked by a walker and gets hit on the head. And so she's like wandering around having hallucinations. So we have no idea what is really happening and what is not happening based on, uh, based on, on the fact that she's concussed. And she fights some walkers. We know she fights some walkers. She may or may not fight a redheaded lady and kill her. And then uh, she decides to go back to to mom and Pinky Tuscadero. Because and- this has all been this has all been a you must choose if you're going to to really invest in our in our future worldview. We can't have people just you know waffling. We've rescued you and separated you from your sister. And but you know, hey, here's your chance to back out. I'm like, well, this is stupid. Uh, yeah. yeah, and Pinky, Pinky's like, hey, Oma, why are we doing this? I brought her all this way. You tell me all of our friends is dead. What the dealio? And Mom's like, never question me. Oh, but then it turns out to be a test of the daughter, not. This is, it's it's testing Pinky because she's afraid that that she might have been changed by the trip she took with the kids. And it's like, okay, there is there is wheels within wheels and plans within plans, and sometimes they're just dumb. Right. This is a dumb plan. This is a dumb so plan. Immediately take hope to see her dad, and that's the end. Of that storyline, yes. Also, and so meanwhile, uh sister. And uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, they end up being rescued by uh, what's his name's boyfriend. Let's narrow this down a little bit more. So, <laughs> so Iris, who is Hope's sister, was left behind, um, and then Sil- uh, uh, let's see, Felix. Uh, who is their friend who used to be the head of security, uh, who's been on this mission with them. And then uh, his boyfriend, they all reconnect at the end of the season, last season. And they re- it's revealed that the campus has been slaughtered. Yes. And they're like, what? And so the, their first part of their, their bit is, what do you mean the campus has been slaughtered? And so he tells them the campus has been slaughtered. Bitch, do you speak English? <laughs> what do you mean campus jesus I said that so, i just said i just said so, the campus has been slaughtered what do you think i meant oh there's ice cream in the parlor no well then they lead them back to alexandria i mean um yeah <laughs> it's an artist's colony on the outskirts of one of the research facilities. And it just so happens to be the research facility that everybody is going to. And they're very, you know, uh, the boyfriend is like, oh, no, we'll be safe here because they've made a deal with 
the CRM and they just leave them alone. I'm like, oh God, they're all dead. They're just so yeah. dead because <laughs> the CRM's deals usually involve killing you. So you're dead. <laughs> right. So, and that's it. That's it that happens. Well, okay. So the whole setup for last season, the big, the big, I guess, reveal of last season is that Iris and Hope, everyone thinks that uh, Hope is the super, super smart one. But what they don't realize is that she and Iris are essentially, have been doing this together all this time. They're smart together. And so Iris is putting together all these little things that she's heard and she realizes that it wasn't zombies that wiped out the campus. It was the CRM. And so she goes out into the woods where she runs into random military guy who is just out there. And he's, I guess he's the Lieutenant that we saw earlier. Maybe who does? It doesn't matter. None of it matters. And she, he sees a zombie and she gets the drop on him and then she gets stabby and she's like, you did this, you did this to me and stabs him and says, that's what you get, which I thought was a line that she said. Yeah. And, you know. She's fucking, oh. But the thing is, is that it, it, it leaves her right where they left her at the end of last season which is we're going to tear all this down. Mm-hmm. Okay, she already said that. Now she's heard that there's another reason for her to tear it all down, but it's not like she could tear it down anymore. <laughs> I mean, once you tear it all down, it's all tore down. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, and I didn't hate this episode because it's like things happened and there was a development of the plot. But that doesn't mean this was a this was a better episode than most of last season. That's not a high bar. Fuck that fucking show. <laughs> and and well, there you go, folks. welcome, welcome, Curtis. It's so warm here by the hate of the fire, the firelight of hate. <laughs> it's, it's it's fucking white hot. Woo! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Look, I'm tr- I am trying to I am trying to like it, but they pull. But every time I make some progress and think, oh, this is going to be all right, they just go ahead and do the rest of the episode and ruin it. You know, <laughs> every fucking time. Uh, I agree. We have the the dumbest people, teenagers on the planet. If you're a teenager, you're an idiot. You need to know that. And that's fucking kindness coming from me. Um. But teenagers are idiots. I don't care what their IQ is. They don't know shit about anything. I mean, fuck. (laughs) One of the problems with this show is that it wants to be like a coming of age in the apocalypse show. Does it? Well, yeah. They spent so much time in the first season basically doing that but then they want to put in this like we've got this world ending threat of this military organization who's just straight up murdering everybody that's a pretty big storyline to drop children in to fight against 
And I'm not saying that really, really smart children can't come of age and become freedom fighters who overthrow the evil organizations, which they're not going to do, by the way, because this is a limited series. There's only like nine more episodes of this show, and then it's done. And we know the CRM isn't gone at the end of this series because they're showing up in the other shows. So this series is either going to end with all of these kids dead, which quite frankly... If they pulled that off, I'd be like, bold move, guys. Respect. How but interesting. No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Be, but Or they'll be left to fight another day or some hopeful message thing, um, which will not be yeah. as interesting as them all. Well, dying. you know, this this uh, series was also supposed to be like a direct lead-in to the Rick movies. Well, and it is because we saw in the trailer, we see Jadis show up. Right, but she's in this mix now, and I think she's going to use complete sentences and everything. Uh, right, but she still has a terrible haircut, and someone needs to fix her, fix that for her because it just doesn't work. But it's a show we watched. It didn't really do anything except be better than last season, in my opinion, and that's not necessarily a great thing. Not, I don't know. It did like. I really, if this show every episode does the one of the children wanders away and has to face zombies on their own so that they can prove to themselves that they are worthy, I'm going to just, I'm just not going to. I think think we've had all that now. We've had all the children have gone through that experience. Um, And unless, unless. Julia Armand comes along, gives another kid a dumb test that isn't a test of the kid anyway. If you're t- if you're testing your own oh, child's and, loyalty, and, and not only did Picky fail the test, uh, but but Julia Armand didn't even know it because she lied about it. Because she was like, "Did you tell them about the super secret base we're going to?" And then it flashes back to Picky being like, "Hey, hey, Felix, there's a super secret base." It's not so far away. Let's go to that super secret base. And then it flashes back and she's like, no, mother. Well, not only that, we get to the end and Hope is like, I just lied to your mom and I lied to you. I'm doing this because I just want to live. I don't believe anything I'm saying. And Pinky's like, whatever. And walks Fair away. Enough. It's like, Fair enough. Uh, folks, it's, it's, it's better than last season. Huh. Okay. But that's that's this has been damning with faint praise. praise. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's faint like praise uh, theater presents. It's like getting you know hit by a bus, and then uh, you know for a year you're kind of a vegetable, and then you wiggle a toe. There's hope, but you know the damage is done. There, there's gonna they'd have they're gonna have to do a lot of heavy lifting to make the rest of this season make up for how bad the first season was or bring this story to some kind of resolution that makes sense. So. They got to either kill that, kill that one girl who killed the dude, you know, uh, with her crossbow. That's terrible at killing anything. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, now she's murdered a man. So, you know, now she's going to be, you know, all about the murdering. It's going to be impossible. They both, both, the, both the daughters have now become killers. So now they're going to lose their ability to sympathize and empathize, and they're going to become supervillains by the end of the show. Mm, God, I hope they have a good costume. <laughs> you should talk to Strand. He's got some. That's what I'm saying. Is that 
you know, they'll, they'll learn the strand lesson yeah. um, and, uh, and become evil. So because they're geniuses I'm just happy that i get to do my pinky tonscadera voice again for a couple couple of weeks oh that 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 is a highlight for me <laughs> <laughs> oh my hey right. hey is it weird my mother's british over here shut up darling <laughs> i'm trying to organize some sort of military coup hey hey ma is it weird that you're British and I'm a stereotypical New Yorker, even though we were living in Albany? I um, work for the BBC. <laughs> it's very important. Shall <laughs> right. we go murder another metropolitan area, darling? Hmm? Let us do. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Oh my! Have, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to call uh, uh, Pinky Tuscadero's mom, Captain Janeway, from now on. If that's all right with you all, sure. Why not? Captain Janeway isn't British. Yeah, or but evil. that woman looks severe, like Captain Janeway. I okay. have been watching the new Paramount uh, or Paramount Plus uh, Prodigy show, mm-hmm. which is an animated Star Trek, and and Kate Mulgrew is in it as the voice of a of a hologram of, of captain janeway nice pretty good it's pretty cute it's so far it's you know like you know teenagers found a special special ship and they're driving around the universe and captain janeway's there like to be like are you sure this is a great idea and they're all like yeah we're teenagers and the ship it's like it's like we could have as, as far as our show goes it's like we could have like coca-cola we could have that, but we're doing RC. Yeah, maybe someday, maybe someday we can watch something else. But until that day, you've been <sighs> listening to the Royal Crown Bob podcast brought to you by Royal Crown Soda. <laughs> so good, you'll forget your name. That's Crown Royale Soda. That's a different <laughs> thing. All right, folks, if you want to tell us what you think, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Again, you know, if you leave us a rating, that would be fantastic. Um, Four-star rating, five-star rating, we'd love that kind of thing. Don't beg. Don't beg these people, Tim. I'm not begging them. I'm just telling them what I want. I'm letting them know what my personal desires in this case are. They can either do it or not. That's fine. We'd love to hear from you guys, and we hope that you will let us know what you think, and we'll do this again on our next voyage into the world of dead things. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved. <laughs>